coming to the most exciting part, which is the rapid fire question. So you should have given me an answer sheet as well. <laughs> Who has been your biggest cheerleader in your life? Clearly my father. I mean, he's the one I always look up to. What has been your happiest moment in your life? What is that one quote that you live by? Accept, adjust and appreciate. Hello and welcome once again to Curious Baatein. This specific episode, I'm so excited about because with us, we have Mr. Suresh Ji Mutha. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Today, this show is going to be a little different. We are going to make it a masterclass for all you business owners and professionals listening. This episode is specifically going to give you tangible insights and steps of how you can scale up your business and achieve heights both professionally in your business, in your profession, and socially. Suresh Mutha has specifically in his journey achieved amazing heights, be it with MM Exports, which is one of India's biggest export network, and uh, in the social level as the president of the Jain International Trade Organization. Uh, and he's done amazing work in the last uh, one year, and now we have another eight to 10 months left for us. So I want to ask you personally, what in your journey of achieving heights in both your professional and social life, what are, are the three or four skills that you've really imbibed in your life or, and in your journey that has helped you uh, achieve these heights? Thank you, Priyank. First of all, it's uh, been a pleasure meeting you. And I'm looking forward to a very meaningful uh, and a useful conversation. So you're asking me about uh, my learnings in my life, uh, in my business life and my social life. There are many things, but out of those many things that I have in my mind, I would specifically like to talk about three things. If you want to grow and scale up your business, then these three things is what I would like to leave you behind. The first is professionalism. By bringing in professionalism, you migrate from managing your business to managing the people who are managing your business. Second is build a culture, not a cult, right? So by doing so, you know, you get into a more collaborative atmosphere in your workplace, be it your workplace, be it your social organization, and you're able to take everybody along, make everybody owners, make everybody accountable, and make everybody, you know, get that sense of pride. And the third thing that I would like to talk today is ethics. We are all born as Jains. Ethics runs in our blood. But I think we have to be very mindful of this. Ethics in business and ethics in social organization is, according to me, one of the most important factors. And it's mantra to build that long-lasting, everlasting trust in all the stakeholders, be it your suppliers, be it your customers, be it your employees, be it government organizations. So that trust is going to you know, ensure that there's no impediments in your growth. Wow. In just one answer, you've actually given us the complete takeaway of the whole podcast. But I want every I want to get in deeply into all of these three specific points. Firstly, you mentioned professionalism. And very clearly, you said that it goes from managing the business to managing the people who manage the business. However, this one phrase, it's very difficult for most business owners or professionals to have in their own business because everyone likes control. 
over everything that is happening. So how do you go from a mindset of control to a mindset of building professionalism, building systems in a business, like a simple step-by-step -step process to do that? Priyank, I would like to say this, <laughs> that uh, predominantly our JN community, right? We are promoter-driven, you know, uh, community. Promoter-driven. Promoter-driven. So every business is run and managed by the promoters. Now that is, while this is great to, you know, scale up from wherever you have started to a certain level, but that is not enough to take and scale up your business from that level to the next level and take it to another height. So I think we need to bring in professionalism. When I say professionalism, what it means is that if you are able to create, let's say, a completely professional business organization structure with very clearly defined roles and responsibilities of each one of them and bringing in clarity of the process flow, you know, those standard operating procedures and implement that, I will tell you your growth can you know, exponentially uh, grow. Uh, the parameters which were responsible for the growth from where you started to where you have reached today are completely different than the parameters that are required from here onwards. And professionalism is the only way out. Most of the businesses which have scaled multifolds have brought in this professional professionalism culture in their organization. Therefore, they have been able to manage. Any uh, any such example from your experience, for example, because when you started out, there definitely would have been a certain culture and then moving forward to scale it up to where MM Exports is right now as a complete umbrella structure, as you mentioned. So, uh, like, what were the things that you had taken care in your journey and what systems had you brought? Like, I heard, I heard three points. Firstly, having specific roles and responsibilities. Secondly, creating the, that value system and at the same time, creating the SOPs and systems. And thirdly, implementing that. So in your journey, if you can share some example from... A very good question, Priyank. Uh, you know, uh, my memory takes me back to 2005 when this group, MM Exports, was just a partnership firm. And we were, you know, growing, growing slowly and steadily, which is when I stumbled upon one talk show. Something like this? <laughs> uh, well, it was not like that. I mean, it is a Madras Management Association talk show where they had invited, uh, you know, a family-run business specialist. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, you can actually structure your family, uh, you know, and, and differentiate between ownership and management. And it intrigued me. And I, after the talk show was over, I went and had a very open chat with him. How can I actually implement this, the learnings? I mean, I was like floored uh, during that talk show. And I thought, wow, is that possible? When I spoke to him, I said, yes, it is possible. And then the next day he came down to my office and we, uh, he gave us suggestions and we hired him. Believe me, uh, uh, Priyank, when I say this, that he spent, you know, just to find out where we are and, and uh, you know, do that analysis of how he can, you know, bring in professionalism in our family business. He just met, we were three brothers uh, back then in 2005 who were into business. 
he spent one day with my brother one day with me and one day with my eldest brother understanding you know what each one of us are doing who do we report to what are the decisions uh, that i take and he takes and my brother takes uh, and it came out that nearly 75 to 80% of what we were all doing was duplication was duplication yes similar things so, are happening yeah i was exactly doing what my brother was doing my brother was exactly doing what my eldest brother was doing so we were like duplicating i mean one job which could have been perhaps done by one person there were three people doing the same job so you know the productivity was not there though the efforts were there and he said look uh he met all the three brothers and he said look even if you remove the two of you out with just one person being there you were going to continue to grow the way you were growing so that means you are wasting you know the the resource of two people so that's why i thought well i need to bring this in and we brought them in and it was about a nine months exercise so you know that resulted in that partnership firm mm exports to this business conglomerate of various verticals and a business house today and each vertical is growing uh, you know as fast as what we were growing as a as a group clearly what you said that firstly you first found a talk show you first found a you first found and seek knowledge that can help you in your business i hope this talk show becomes one for the listeners secondly i wish so secondly you then hired or you know spoke with an expert who can help you and in that certain area the biggest part here is that acceptance of having someone as a professional come in consult you in a specific area of your business that you want growth in so when you suddenly saw that problem and took that action is what you you, you know got you results and finally your 9 month aggressive program to completely transform your business you 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 uh, crediting your the whole uh, growth to that 9 months or 12 months journey absolutely i think that was one of the major uh, factors in the transformation journey of uh, mohan mutha group okay from your 12 month journey what are the key takeaways that someone can apply in their business well i think uh, uh, that's one thing which is missing in our jain community uh, entrepreneurs i think we we normally confine ourselves to that comfort zone of what we are doing and we think you know that is it that is my world look beyond and when you look beyond there is an ocean of opportunities and for us to be able to you know capitalize on those opportunities and grow our business to those levels professionalism bringing all that that i've just said i think it's it's key amazing it's really amazing so from your uh, points on professionalism i heard that having key roles and responsibilities of each of the member of the family business or all the employees being defined probably you know having a system to under like even monitor that and ensure that it's being implemented on a consistent basis for growth and for scale amazing point thank you so much for sharing that the next point that you mentioned is i clearly remember it because it's so bold which is build a culture not a cult what do you mean by culture culture ka matlab kya hai and wo kyu zaruri hai apne jain community ke liye dekho ye uh, i think it is one of the most needed uh, learning for everybody in our jain community because apna sara you know primarily is a joint family business uh, generally uh, abhi tak bahut sari communities ke andar nuclear families ka concept aa gaya apne mein dheere aa raha hai lekin phir bhi predominantly abhi apne joint family systems mein hai 
اور اس کانٹیکٹ سے یہ بہت امپورٹنٹ واٹ از کلٹ کلٹ از ون مین شو ایک آدمی جو سوچتا ہے وہ صحیح ہے اس کے لیے وہ پورے آرگنائزیشن کے لیے صحیح ہوتا ہے اینڈ واٹ از کلچر آن دا ادر ہینڈ کلچر از مائگریشن فرام این اتھیریٹیرین ایٹماسفیئر ٹو اے مور کلیکٹیو ایٹماسفیئر کولابریٹیو ایٹماسفیئر ڈیموکریٹک ایٹماسفیئر بیکاز آئی بلیو دیٹ if in a family if there are four or five people each one of us have a potential to grow as much as you know the the organization is growing so just imagine if you are able to bring this collaborative culture where you discuss deliberate debate and then decide make everybody inclusive make everybody feel that sense of ownership make make everybody accountable make everybody responsible جسٹ امیجن کہ آپ کا بزنس کہاں پہ گروتھ ہو سکتا ہے مطلب کہاں جا سکتا ہے اور یہ ایک بہت ہی امپورٹنٹ ایسپیکٹ ہے جو مسنگ ہے اور پرٹیکولرلی اپنے جین کمیونٹی کے اندر سو اپن کو کلچر پہ یہ خالی بزنس کے اندر ریسٹرکٹیڈ نہیں ہے اپنے ایون سوشل آرگنائزیشن کے اندر اپن زیادہ تر دیکھتے ہیں کہ ایک آدمی جو ایٹ دا ہیلم آف افیئرس ہوتا ہے وہ ڈرائیو کرتا ہے سب کچھ آئی مین ہی تھنگس از رائٹ اٹس گاسپل ٹروتھ فار ایوری بڈی دیٹس ناٹ ہاؤ یو گرو you need to bring a bring a culture and that should percolate from the top till the bottom including your employees your second level of management your third level of management then you would see how growth happens because everyone is thinking that okay even i am my point is uh, you know valued here even my i am i have ownership of what i am doing and everything that i do is also valuable which is something that a lot of young people when they join a business don't really they might not feel because uh, you know maybe unke papa ya jo bhi head kar rahe they are probably having a certain mindset ki usme hi apne ko chalna hai wohi mai 20 saal se business kar raha hu you've come now how will you understand or you've just come 5 years ago or 10 years ago so that barrier is something that a culture can break and uh, culture is a very again uh, it's like an atmosphere it's very how do you build an atmosphere wo up atmosphere uh, is it the leadership that builds it is it the is it everyone in that that uh, that uh, organization because i've seen a lot of times jab leader ki energy hoti hai tab pure organization mein energy hoti hai agar leader suppose kahi galt matlab sab people are not able to connect with the leader there is nothing that's happening so what is is it how what's the leader's role in building a culture and how can he build one i think uh, a very very good question uh I think it has to percolate from the top. The change, this is a change. You know, this is a change. And the change has to happen at the top. Only then it can percolate in the right way, uh, you know, downwards. So, thoda sa, you know, uh, yeh difficult task hai, but it is not impossible. I have experienced that in my life. Not only in my family business, but also in a social organization that I'm working with. Various. And I will tell you the productivity by creating this kind of a culture. I've experienced myself multi-fold growth. Every one of the people you know, who are associated with you are working with that enthusiasm, that energy, that zeal. And the results are just mind-boggling. So, of course, uh, you know, some, many a times you probably might need to bring in an external consultant to do this for us. Because this is a change. 
तो चेंज लीडर्स जो होते हैं कोचिंग होते हैं यू नो ट्रेनर्स होते हैं उनको ला करके उनके असिस्टेंट से भी किया जा सकता है अगर आपके ऑर्गेनाइजेशन के अंदर कहीं थोड़ी सी रेसिस्टेंस है बिकॉज यू नो यू आर डीलिंग विद पीपल फ्रॉम डिफरेंट जनरेशन राइट पीपल फ्रॉम अ जनरेशन हु आर प्रेडी मच सेल्फ मेड देव डन एवरीथिंग दमसेल्व्स एंड पीपल हु द यंग एंड बर्डिंग यंगस्टर्स हु आर कमिंग एंड ज्वाइनिंग द फैमिली बिजनेस दे हैव कम विद अ वेरी कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट माइंड सेट ना हाउ डू इंटीग्रेट दैट हाउ डू मेक दैट एज अ कल्चर I mean, just imagine if the top person, you know, says, "Okay, this is how I have grown, and this is how you're supposed to be doing." It'll like completely disillusion that youngster. Not I mean, the creativity, uska khatam ho jayega, wo dab jayega. Usko dabana nahi hai, kyunki unke andar jo potential hai, that can take the organization to great heights. While you're just saying this, I just got an example. Ki it's more like you need, you should, you shouldn't be, you should just be like a farmer. आपको सीड्स उगाने हैं और आपको एक एनवायरनमेंट क्रिएट करना है अ फार्मर्स जॉब इज नॉट टू सी एवरी प्लांट एंड मेक श्योर कैसे वो ग्रो हो रहा है आई रिमेंबर कि हमारे गांव में मेरे चाचा ने एक प्लांट उगाया था ठीक है एंड उनको ऑब्वियसली वो पूरा एनवायरनमेंट क्रिएट कर रहे हर रोज पानी दे रहे बट एट द सेम टाइम उन्होंने उसको एक जितना एक छोटे हाइट तक पहुँचने के बाद एक, एक लकड़ी से बांध दिया ताकि उसका ग्रोथ उसी डायरेक्शन में हो so as a leader you build a culture and you mentor your people in a way to just give them direction not tell ki exactly what you need to do how you need to do and build that environment am i right in this example great analogy i think you have a potential of being a, a coach i would say ye bahut sahi analogy di hai tumne i think this is how it is and this is how uh, we'll have to create uh, you know culture in any organization whether it is your business organization whether it's a social organization that you're working culture is a key we need to build cultures in, 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 instead of you know letting the cult drive the, the okay growth will be there but you know not to the potential of that of people won't won't be working from their heart absolutely wo it will be like imposed happiness nahi rahega wo jo joy hoti hai na kaam karne ki wo missing ho jati hai kai baar kyunki bahut youngsters ko na andar se unko ek satisfaction milta hai ki yaar maine kiya hai you know that satisfaction is the one which drives him you know to really work even more harder and 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 take the organization even higher amazing and especially one more thing ki the technologies that are coming in right now um, the young people that have uh, they've been brought up with such technologies for example i've been brought up with social media that's why you see all this happening because i've seen this side of the world agar main yahi kafi logo ko bolunga bahut log nahi samajh payenge at the same time uh, beat the with ai ml wo sab jo bhi cheeze aa rahi hai Uh, I think the young people have a if you give them the right space and give them mentoring ki te ko seekhna hai aur wo seekhne baith jata hai he can definitely bring drastic change to any business I agree I think uh, every youngster who come in uh, you know teaches us a lot I believe that uh, you know many a times what we uh, mistake is that these are youngsters you know they need to be guided of course they need to be guided but they also need freedom of working they have their own perspective they have their own thought processes which they have learned you know while they were educating while they were uh, you know you know in their lives and i think that needs to come in because technology as you rightly said is changing so fast it's evolving by the day and if and those are the youngsters who are the responsible ones who actually bring in that learning into this working culture right and the elders can bring in the experience but the learnings and the newer things the innovation the out of box thinking is all coming from the youngsters and if you don't bring this as a culture how do you integrate these two and i'm seeing a lot of my friends also going there but i understand your point thank you so much for sharing this 
really important point that all of us, all of us listening, and even me, uh, really creates created an impact. Thank you for that. My next question is ethics. Jawab bata rahe. And you have also that as a young Jain boy or as a, uh, a businessman, this family me me ko bachpan se sikhaye ja rahe ethics. You know, and uh, bachpan se we they, we've been molded into uh, what we are today. However, in business and social organization, you mentioned that you have to be mindful of it. What are some instances, where some examples that you can tell that why is important and what have given you results in your life? Look, ethics is what we bled in our blood. Because we belong to a religion which, which is all based on ethics, right? But the pressure, pressure of performance, pressure of growing, allures us to go deviate a little bit from ethics. But I think we should, we should be mindful of that. Because ethics is a very powerful tool. In your business, in your easy in your social life, very important. Because ethics is what actually builds everlasting trust with all your stakeholders. Be it in your business, your customers, your suppliers, your employees, the government department, and in your personal life, you know, your family members. So, if ethics deviate from ethics, there is no doubt. Everyone knows what you are saying. And you will not be able to hide your mistakes. One day you will say a mistake. But everyone will come to understand. When everyone will come to understand, your impression of that person's mind will be finished. So, you, you know, it takes years and years to build that reputation. And it takes a few seconds to demolish that. So, business can ethics and consistently following that is very, very important. I can share some example with you. Okay. Right? Uh, in our Maldives business, okay. we supply a whole lot of construction materials. So, there was one customer of us to whom we had supplied these stainless steel bars and rods. construction supply material 75 lakhs. Usko supply kiya, maal gaya और वहाँ से कंप्लेन ईमेल आ गया कि ये माल रस्ट हो गया। So my brother and we all got together and uh, we decided what to do. He's complained 75 lakhs is not a small amount and back then for us. But believe me, we just took one decision that we are going to replace this entire 50 tons with a new material and we'll take that back, right? So this is ethics. I could have debated. I said, oh, one, once it is there, I mean, this rust must have happened in your yard or whatever. But we didn't do that. We supplied him, replaced that, we brought them. It costed us money. But I will tell you the trust that we were able to establish in that person, in that business, was responsible for at least getting uh, twice the business that he was earlier giving us. Okay. So I could have easily let go and lost that customer forever. Two, you know, making him happy yes. and be him becoming our brand ambassador. He was not only giving us more business, but he was also referring us to somebody else. So just imagine. Yes. Another example. We are also into real estate development. In one project here in Chennai, uh, there was a flat which we had sold to a particular customer. And there was some problem with the flooring and, and that guy complained. And it, it, it was quite some time that we had supplied any complaint. Immediately we went there and we listened to him and we saw it was genuine. We could have 
you know, just, just backed out, but instead we replaced the complete tiles. And believe me, he was so happy that he referred at least about four to five new customers and we sold five more flats without spending a money on our marketing. That is, that is the power of ethics. Instant and, and definitely, I mean, do, and I think during those times is when that trust is built. During those times is when you build that impact. And, however, in short term, it might not show the result. As yeah. you said, short term, that is, that is what These stops are most people. These are learnings. This is not short term. This is, as I said, long term, everlasting trust. Everlasting. Even with the government department. You know, government department is watching you. Right? Your ethics yeah. or whether you are unethical. They have all the records. They have all the intelligence. And if your ethics, believe me, I have seen there are many businesses which have grown. And absolutely no surveys, no checks, no raids. Because that is the credibility that they have established even in the government department's minds. So it plays a very important role. Amazing. What, what amazing examples, real life examples that uh, we just found. And at the same time, those things really bring you long term. Again, ethics, I want to share a small story that I, even I went through. I told you that recently when I visited uh, our Gurudev, mm -hmm. and I, I personally, I take time, I sit down with him for like 20-30 minutes and I ask him questions. I asked him, what is the most important thing that I need to have in my life so that I can uh, have a successful life? He mentioned, you need to have Pramanikta. Hindi mein unhone bata hai, Pramanikta honi chahi aapke life mein, which is nothing but ethics. Ki aap har jagah, kaise apna uh, sach, apne nishta. Nishta ke saath aap apne kaam karo. Aur Pramanikta ke saath kaam karo ki, aap baut lamba uh, jaoge. And long, long term mein, aapko wohi results dega. Bhale short term mein results nahi hai. And when you said this, I think I instantly connected with that. Priyank, I think, uh, ye, ye jo, apan, apne jo guru hai na, dharam guru. We are nothing less than professors of Harvard. अपने जैनिज्म के अंदर ये जितने भी चीजें मैंने बोली है ना वो अपने जैनिज्म के अंदर है पर अपन सुनते नहीं है ना ये सब है वही तो बात है एंड बिकॉज़ वो वैल्यूज वो लोग जैसे रहते हैं वो उन वैल्यूज में ही रहते हैं एंड जब हमसे शेयर करते हैं अपने को पर्सनल लाइफ प्रोफेशनल लाइफ सोशल लाइफ हर जगह वो चीज हेल्प करती है सो अमेजिंग बिफोर आई मूव ऑन टू द क्विक फायर राउंड व्हिच इज समथिंग दैट आई एम रियली एक्साइटेड अबाउट uh, do you have any final advice or final words for the audience just listening to this talk show? Uh, I would say uh, work hard. No replacement for hard work at all. While you can do all that that I have said, but the bottom line is working hard. You know, you can bring professionalism, you can bring people in place, you can everything, but if you don't work hard, nothing is going to happen. So you still have to work hard. Innovate and think out of the box. I think these are the two things that I would leave you behind with. Because, you know, with this ever-evolving world, the fast-paced changing world, we need to be in sync with time. And if we are not in sync with times, we will be left behind. So we need to innovate. We have to be uh, open uh, to learning and therefore earning. And the last part is going to be the returning aspect, which is also satisfying. So continue to earn, continue to learn, and continue to return. return. Amazing. Learn, earn, and return. What, what an amazing uh, statement to live by. In fact, I'll be honest, this whole thing that I'm doing over here, the biggest reason is the learnings. You know, 
having that experience and learning directly from you is something that I wouldn't otherwise get. And this experience, nothing can replace that. No amount of money, nothing can replace this learning that I'm having, be sitting right here. And again, sharing it with everyone listening. And I intend to do that consistently moving forward. So coming to the most exciting part of this whole conversation, something that everyone's waiting for, which is the rapid fire question. My first question to you, I'll, I'll just take this and I'll just, you know, ask you from this. Okay. My first question for you. So you should have given me an answer sheet as well. <laughs> that is, that is, that is something that we can't have. So the first question is, what is, who, who has been your biggest cheerleader in your life? Clearly my father. I mean, he's the one I always look up to. Because I have, I have grown watching him, the way he worked, the, the hard work that I saw out of him, uh, the active, uh, proactiveness, the activeness is, was like just inspiring. So Any specific story that you remember of him? <sighs> so my father was, uh, you know, uh, a leader in my village, right? So he was a spokesperson of our village. So governance functions decisions So I had attended one of those meetings and I was just watching him uh, you know, speak. There were about 500 people. There was pin drop silence. And he was speaking like everybody were, you know, attentive to what he was speaking and every word that he was uttering was making so much sense. And as a youngster, I was watching him and, and I was just getting inspired. So, you know, this is where I want to be one day. So he's clearly my children. And I certainly think you've made him proud of where you are today. Uh, so my next question to you is, what is your favorite holiday destination. I see on your Instagram, you travel a lot. You have a lot of pictures on Instagram of your travel. So what is your favorite holiday spot? So Priyank, I've been fortunate enough, uh, lucky enough, God has been kind. So I have been globetrotting. I've traveled across the world, all the possible destinations that you can actually think of. But you've asked me, your which is my favorite. And I will tell you, you'll be surprised. My favorite holiday destination is Rajasthan. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, the kind of connect that you get when you go there. I mean, it's so rich in culture, in history, in, in everything. You know, it, and it's so diverse there in Rajasthan. I think it, it excites me. I mean, no matter how many times I go there, it doesn't bore me. Up. I mean, I'm feeling that much more excited every time that I go there. So it's clearly... Is it, are you specifically talking about the complete Rajasthan or your village or anything like that? No, no, complete or Rajasthan. Complete Rajasthan. You, Jaisalmer, you go to Udaipur, you go to Jaipur, you go to Jodhpur, you go to Bikaner, you go to Pushkar. There's so many of these places here. Yeah. I mean, recently I was there in Ranakpur. I will tell you, I mean, I was just falling in love with that place. I mean, it's so rich. It's Amazing. And I, we recently went for a trip to Jaisalmer and everything. It's beautiful. I, so I agree yeah. with, with you on that. Number next, my next question is, what has been your happiest moment in your life? Well, very difficult to answer uh, one uh, thing which I was happy. But if you were to choose one. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there have been many happy moments in my life, but I will say in my recent memory, it's clearly been the day my daughter was getting, I mean, married, right? And when she was, the wedding was over and she was vidai samaro ra ho. Ek taraf aasu gir rahe hain, aur ek taraf jo mein khushi ka anubhav kar raha tha na, wo unexplainable in words, yeah. As a father, I mean, that, that's one very touching moment and it's embedded in your memory. It remains forever. And that happiness, I'm mean, not able to express. I, in fact, uh, you know, as, as uh, just a few days before the wedding, I one day was thinking, you know, I have, I, I just thought I should write and I wrote a big paragraph. Oh, did you? And it is there in my Facebook. Okay. Just describing how happy I was feeling. It was a mixed feeling. It was one side I was feeling sad that she's going to leave me us forever. The other side is that she's going to go establish in her life, settle in her life and, you know, uh, do whatever uh, it takes to, you know, uh, be successful uh, in, in all aspects of her life. So that happiness clearly, uh, so in my have... recent memory, is the, the happiest moment of my life. My next question is, what is that one quote that you live by? So, Brink, I, I really, I'm a very bad reader, so I don't read many books. But I've, uh, you know, I've attended, I, I like to attend seminars, talk shows. So, I attended this program called MILT many, many years back in my life. Uh, Oporesh Acharya, who's a professor of MILT, he was an ex-professor in, uh, you know, Dale Carnegie Institute in America. And he had come down to India and started this MILT. And I had attended his one short uh, program. There were out of many uh, quotes, you know, that he used in during the class. One quote is embedded ever in my memory: is that three A's in your life will make you the ace of your life. Will make you the ace of your life. And the three A's are accept, adjust, and appreciate. Accept the other person as he or she is. Adjust with them. Don't expect them to change. Adjust, you adjust with them. And appreciate. A person might have out of 100 qualities, 99 are bad, not praiseworthy. But you will be able to find one, that good aspect in that human being. Whatever it is. I mean, even if his smile is good, or even if his, let's say he's looking good, or he's good at heart. Pick that up and appreciate. And I will tell you, that person is going to be your fan forever. Amazing. What an answer. So my next question is, what has been your lowest point in your life? Her uh, lowest point. Uh, the lowest point, I would say, is the regret that I wasn't being able to be with my dad during his last days. I was actually traveling on a holiday with my family. My whole family was with us and uh, he, uh, you know, he just expired one day and I got a call when I was holidaying and even before I could reach the last rites where the cremation and everything had happened and I felt so bad about it. Even today, the, I mean, I, I sort of, uh, tears roll down my eyes when I think about that because the last that I saw of my dad was I was hugging him when I was going for this holiday and I came back, I never saw him again. I mean, when you, when you are part of the cremation uh, ceremony, you know, you're seeing that person being cremated and at least, you know, your mind 
is clear that he, this man is gone. But I never saw that. And that's a regret ever for my life. I'm so sorry to hear that. But thank you so much for being open and sharing that. Uh, my next question and the final question is, for this show, the final question is that, what, are, what is your vision for the next five years, immediate five years? What do you want to build? So much you've built so far, but what is something that you want to do moving forward in the next five years? Uh, well, uh, I have already chopped out plans in each of my three areas that I think are important. Which is? The learn, the earn and the return again. I'm going back to that three important aspects. The learn part is that I have done this. Uh, I want to you know, continue to be a student all my life. Continue to learn. I'm learning from you even while we are talking. Uh, so I want to, uh, I, I completed a program called OPM in the Harvard's Business School. Uh, it was a three, three years uh, split into three units. What is it for? It's a owners, presidents and managers. Okay. Uh, it's a three unit program. Each unit is every year uh, and you, you, you get to stay at the campus for about 21 days. And it's like a compressed form of an MBA. And I'll tell you, it has a great impact in my life. I have, you know, used the learnings of that program into my business, into my social uh, life. And I've seen great impact. And I want to continue. There are a lot of other things that I've thought of. I'm going to continue to learn, continue to be a class, uh, I mean, a student, have that classroom. So I always feel young. <laughs> earn. Uh, I have a few business verticals that I've thought in which we have already conceptualizing it. Uh, we want to take that into the, to the next level. And... Uh, you know, bring all those aspects of professionalism, culture and everything in my business. To a large extent, it has already happened, but I'm going to continue this journey. Uh, and return part, which is dearest to my heart. I'm today very fortunate, very blessed to be heading Jito as the president of Apex. My term is going to get over in uh, uh, September of 2022. And after that, while I'm going to continue to be... Uh, you know, guiding the newer leaders. Uh, I also have uh, various other plans of how to return back. So I think uh, I will really get busy uh, in, in, in that also. So these are the things that I would do. Well, wonderful, yeah. To, you know, see that once a, per a person reaches that level and still aspiring to do so much more in every aspect, be a student and be, uh, you know, again, grow multiple verticals even at that stage. And you know, return at the same time. You, you never stop, don't you? <laughs> One should never stop. I mean, the day they are they are departing from this world is pretty much stopped. But when, why would you stop? As long as you're able to, uh, you know, do what you desire to do, what you aspire to do, you should continue to do it. What an amazing conversation, Mr. Suresh Mutha. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for it's being so kind. It's my pleasure and it was wonderful conversation. What a wonderful conversation. So many takeaways, so many tangible steps that people can have in their life. And understand that no matter where you are, there is still scope of growth. There is still scope of uh, things that you can do in your life, in your business, in your uh, social life, professional life and reach the heights that you are meant to reach in your life. So thank you so much for being a part of this show. And I'm looking forward to have more such conversations with you and many such leaders where we can create something amazing for the community and share back. This is a way of giving from my side. Uh, that I would love to you know have and continue and 
that's it thank you so much for watching this show and definitely share this video like share subscribe whatever you want to do show some love and ensure that this value is being shared with as many people as possible and uh, i'll see you in the next episode thank you so much